self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists we have a special guest here with us today introduce yourself sir ac blow in the building Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, you will know that I make a whole lot of references to a friend of mine that I have all these debate with. And, you know, I talk about the things that he says. That would be AC here. That would be me. Um, yeah. And so he's going to, you know, straighten out, and I'm making air quotes, some of the things that uh-huh. I said We're going to get into him. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, let me hit you up with the website information. Go to conversationconartist.com. Check out all of the links for our stories for this week. All our um, old episodes of the podcast as well as the current one. Uh, also, on the left side, you'll see a little envelope. Hover over that. You can leave some feedback, listen to letter, anything. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity every week. I almost forget yeah. my own damn name. Red underscore Calamity. Um, also, we are still doing the list of the letter portion of the show where you can send in questions, comments, concerns, whatever the case may be. You can send it in through the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Today, we are going to do more of a listener interaction since we have AC here with us today so we're just gonna let him address some things but okay. before that <laughs> wait oh okay rockstar lifestyle <laughs> I don't make it <laughs> gucci gucci man's out he out and about gucci lafleur you know back. gucci man he he lost his he lost his gut he did, did he, he I, did yeah. he got it gone yeah. bet that ice cream cone still on that face so. yeah that's what jail time do to you <laughs> Is he so? Is he buff up top? Because you know they work out their upper body and they don't do nothing about their legs. <laughs> he ain't really know. buff. He got. He just lost the belly because oh, okay. you can't drink syrup in prison. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You can't do that's that. a good weight loss plan. Yeah. The surgery. You get swollen, you get raped. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> Sometimes getting swollen leads to getting raped. So I guess it just depends uh, uh. on. He the chose the swallow route. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as we know. I mean, yeah, that's true. There. As far as we know. Yeah. He, he ain't gonna tell. Stay it. out of jail, people. <laughs> yeah. Please. Not a good place to be. Basically, but I'm gonna turn it over to Mr. Blow here, um, so that he can address some of the ways in which he's been wronged. And again, I'm doing air quotes, but y'all can't see me. Okay, first of all, thanks for having me because I I really am a big fan of y'all's podcast. I think it's really good. But I think Red has unfairly characterized me uh, in a way that I feel uncomfortable with. Uh... This gay thing. All now, right. let's first of all let's 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 address what he's talking about. On one of the episodes, I don't even remember what the topic was, but I made a reference to a conversation that I had with him about how he would be uncomfortable if he was an athlete in a locker room with somebody that was outwardly gay, and I said gay people have uh, types. They wouldn't necessarily be trying to jump you in the locker room just because you in there and you got an X, Y. Okay. And I never said, I never said they would for sure want to jump on me. (laughs) 
in the locker room. All I said was I would feel a little bit uncomfortable with it. You know, that's all I'm saying. Don't try to make it seem like I think every gay dude out here just want to get with me. Because well, you know why what I'm not saying? Blow your hot stuff. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm not that conceited, but I'm just saying it would make me a little uncomfortable. And I think most guys feel that way. Most straight guys feel that way. I'm not saying that you should like treat these gay guys a different type of way, but it's a little it's a little weird to me, you know what I mean? If I'm in a locker room with a guy that's that's gay. I I'm not saying I wouldn't get over it. But yeah, I mean, come on now. I mean, I don't know. How this you is, feel about that, Mr. Point? I mean, this is what society has given us. For me, it's been a long transition to understanding more about it and becoming more comfortable with it. But I mean, I won't lie and say that if two dudes kiss, it won't take me by surprise. It won't yeah. be the same as if a male and a female kiss. Like if two dudes kiss out, they'll be like, oh, okay, they definitely into they, your PDA. And it's something that's not, you know, culturally acceptable at, at this point. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. So I did yeah. start off saying stuff like, that's gay. You know what I'm saying? And then even when I stopped saying it, I thought it and wanted to say it, but had to stop myself. And at some point, I even stopped thinking it. You know what I'm saying? And at some point, I became confronted with homosexuals at work or in other environments and then I had to say how do I feel about this and I became okay so it's a transition but I don't think it happens without effort you know what I'm saying that's fair enough but I do also think that it's fair enough to say that I have had a hand in opening your mind up See, a little bit Red more can't just wait for the compliment she got to put it out there before I even get to it I was gonna say that I didn't but know I was making sure I had to make sure it was gonna come okay but yeah I have after talking to Red I have evolved my you know the way that I think about homosexuality I definitely give her that but you know Still, like, this is the way I feel about it. Like, as far as being friends with somebody that's homosexual, like, I don't know if we could be best friends because <laughs> a lot of what guys talk about is women. Like, if I can't, if we friends and I can't talk to you about women, what is we going to talk about? Like, I mean, because a lot of what we talk about revolves around women. So, it's I can be, I can be like, um... You can be like a, an, an acquaintance of mine, but I don't know that we're going to be super, super friends. Like, I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm yeah. going to throw you a curveball. What if you find out your best friend was homosexual? I've raised that question before to him. Go <laughs> now, does that compromise the integrity of the friendship now? It, it would change the dynamics. It would change it. Now, I'm not saying that we still wouldn't be friends, but I mean... It would definitely change the relationship. But up until that point, he had been able to talk to you about women because you didn't know he was gay. But he, so he was knew. lying about it the whole time. <laughs> I would feel like, my dude, we've been talking about these girls all these years, and you ain't been, you just been making shit up. Like, <laughs> no, that's not cool, man. Is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, if you want to be more comfortable with it, because if you're a person that's not comfortable with homosexuals in the locker room, that's a you problem, not a them problem. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the idea, the ideas of discomfort are you, because at the end of the day, they might be thinking about damn what they gonna do after they get out the damn locker room, <laughs> that's and true. you thinking about them being over there thinking about you, right? You know that's what I'm true. saying? That's so, true. so it takes effort to recognize that they just people. They think about the same shit you be thinking right, about for right. you, for you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but it and, still take effort, and and that don't mean I have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just have took a lot of effort. A part of it is my profession, because if somebody come into the office 
and I'm supposed to see them and they issue is that they gay, I have to know how I stand on that. Right. I got I can't and I can't turn them away. Nope. That's Ethically, a licensure issue. Ethically, yeah. you, you know? cannot do that. <laughs> so I have to be prepared for whatever comes my way. And that's why I've had to push myself to that way. A lot of people don't really, they don't have to deal with yeah. homosexuals in that way. Right. They don't have to push themselves to that. And let me be clear, you know, when I if I was in a locker room with a gay person, I wouldn't just like bust out and start itching and stuff and be like homosexuality <laughs> over there. You know, I would just, <laughs> I would just, you know, it'll make me a little uneasy, but I wouldn't act any kind of way towards that person. But yeah, maybe I do need to continue to evolve as far as that's concerned, but that's how I felt about it. Okay. Red made it seem like <laughs> I was just like, I'm irresistible to all gay dudes, believe me, like, no. <laughs> that's not the case. Well, you have to understand that, you know, it's kind of, it's one-sided because you don't get to hear you or you don't get to hear right. the conversation that we actually had. So I can only... My interpretation of our conversation, but now you've gotten a chance to clear I've it up. I've a chance to clear it up. And while we at it, oh, you know shit. what I'm saying? I got one more gripe. Not really a gripe. I just wanted to, to, to voice my opinion. I think it was a story Mr. On Point did about uh, Lord Jamar was talking about like white people being oh in the house. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, guests <laughs> in the house yeah. of hip hop. Oh, my God. I feel like he was right because, you know, hip hop was a genre that was created by black people. And I feel like. Other genres we created like jazz and R&B and the blues, like white people kind of like took that over, you know what I'm saying, to a certain extent, especially with jazz, you know, I feel like. And I feel like if we don't, if we don't look at it like, okay, they're a guest in, in whatever we're doing, eventually, you know, they might get to a point to where they'll take it over again. And, you know, like a lot of genres have been taken over by white people. Like rock and roll is a black uh, musical form. But you wouldn't know it because, like, all of the most of the artists are white now, and it's, it's pretty much considered to be like a white genre now. So I kind of do feel like that guest in the house of hip hop, like Eminem, is a guest to me. You know, he he does it well, and he you know he 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 represents it well from I guess his perspective or whatever. But yeah, it's our art form, the, the way I feel about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I understand. Like, I understand that perspective. And I understood yeah. Lil Jamar's perspective, but. I think that takes away from how powerful and how strong hip hop is to believe that a white person can come and take over it to the point that we have to regard them as guests in the house of hip hop. You know, I just and I think it takes away from if you talk about it as a whole, if you talk about white people as a whole, that take away from the individual, too, because that individual might not have no intention of taking anything. They might just be a part of something and recognize that they're a part of something that they don't even have no intention of taking over. It's just black people have that dialogue. Black people are mm. like, ain't no white rap rappers ever came up and said, we taking over this game. <laughs> we taking over this, you know what I'm saying? But you could argue that it's already been t taken over by white people because like a lot of these record executives and people behind the scenes, they run the industry to a, to a large extent, you know? I and, think it's and, important to note here that AC is very he's a lot more involved in music than we are like mm -hmm. you you perform music you you're into music a whole lot more right, 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 than we right. are we actually are more listeners you are more of a creator of music and right. i think that's part of where the different perspectives come in too because i don't create music and i sure don't have your catalog of hip-hop because all this underground shit you listen to i don't know what the fuck <laughs> so um and hip-hop is not even my favorite genre it's my 
probably my least favorite. Yeah. That take away from my blackness. In it, but, but I it mean, I, I get it from both sides, but I I just feel like um, considering it a black art form that white people are guests in, it doesn't make it any less inclusive. Like, it's we still saying anybody can do it, you know, just respect where it comes from, you know, and, and just, you know. Like Iggy Azalea, for instance. Oh fuck! Okay. She's like the worst example. <laughs> yeah, she, she bad. She bad. That yeah. example is bad, but I understand where. Yeah, it's she's just the like, most potent. Yeah, right. And it's just like this she's is. she's not talented, and she's obviously making herself sound like she's part of the culture. From like, well, she's from Atlanta. She she makes it sound like she's from Atlanta. And when that she's bitch rapping. is Australian, right? And I'm like, <laughs> rap from, the from an Australian white girl perspective. I want I want to hear that. Like I want to. I don't know what it's like to be a white girl in Australia. <laughs> yeah. I would like to hear from that perspective. But it's like she's put on this pedestal because she's a white female rapper, and it's not many of them there. She's so you know? bald. I think she's taken a lot of shit about that too, though, because her yeah. career. I mean, she. At one time, she was put on the pedestal. Now people don't really fuck with her. Too, yeah, so. they don't really fuck with her no more. Yeah, no, I mean the majority of people that always fuck would have been white people. Still, <laughs> yeah. Australians. Yeah, like she, she represents made. Australia, even she if she's doing her thing. She's an Australian, so yeah. I'm pretty sure she get tons of record sales, tons of support, tons of concerts. Yeah, from white people. Yeah, yeah. Can we call Australians really? white people? Yeah, they're white. They're white, they're I white. think. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they? Unless they have aborigines or something. But yeah, the white people that was white. You know. I guess. Is yeah. everybody that got white skin white or yeah. is American well, white people okay, white? Okay, let me tell you something. <laughs> Listen, from my, we looking at it? <laughs> from my perspective, because I have a story about this. My younger brother was dating this girl. Before I met her, he told me that she was mixed. That's cool. Whatever. My family's very open. I got nieces that are black and Japanese. And this particular brother has a thing for white girls. So, it it's cool whatever he tells me she's mixed now obviously in my mind mixed i'm thinking she's black and something other or maybe jamaican so you know some completely different things mm-hmm. i meet this heifer and this little white girl comes bouncing through the door and i asked my brother i thought you told me she was mixed she is she's got some irish and she got some some italian i said but <laughs> all of that is white she white she's a white girl don't do that cause I'm thinking some little tan girl from, cause she the whitest lily white he did white that shit girl. on purpose yeah he did he did and he know me so he knew I was gonna call him on his shit like he this guy that <laughs> calling her mixed saved him from a dialogue with you that you had yeah. to have until you saw her cause she don't consider herself to be mixed she considers herself no, to be white she considers for sure, herself like, to be white and yeah. the thing about it is even like the American you asked if, if like just American white people are white all of them mixed with because uh, uh, this ain't they shit obviously so all of them got Italian uh, mm-hmm. Irish they all are descended from somewhere else because this shit ain't there so I think if, if I think it's considered white if 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 they're white uh, yeah. outside of like Aborigine or or unless I don't know I, I consider if they're white they're white yeah I think so. I think so. I don't know. In my head, it's like white are the people that took <laughs> took black folks from that country and made slaves and then created America. Like, well, what if I'm, you didn't, if you wasn't a part of that, you can be whatever you from. You could be an Australian if you didn't have no, if your government didn't have a hand in that. Then, because when I talk about white people taking hip hop, uh-huh. I ain't talking about Australians. I'm talking about the white people that have taken everything they've been taking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's well, a lot of separation. The technical term for them is Caucasian. Wouldn't she still fall under Caucasian? 
No. Yeah, yeah. But Cor- white people been taking stuff. <laughs> Caucasians is just they exist all over the place. <laughs> like I always yeah. tell people, white and black only exist in America. Like if you go to African, ain't nobody gonna call themselves black. They call themselves whatever culture what they, they come do? from. Like in South Africa, where it's like a lot of white people. They, well, they call themselves white people, though. Do they? Yeah, they, they not yeah, call South, South, yeah. South Africa is a different thing. Uh, <laughs> Apartheid created a whole situation in South Africa. Yeah. So uh, it is that level of racism there. Yeah. yeah. But it's probably the same dynamic as it is over here. That's what I mean. That's what I think. I think white people just white people all around the world. <laughs> that's just how I look at it. <laughs> but, you know. If they took something. Yeah. They white people. Okay. <laughs> if they got white skin and they took some shit. <laughs> or impose some rules that uh, that subjugated a group. Well, they do that all over the world. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. Have blacks ever been to Aust- like have there ever been black st- slaves in Australia? There's not the Aborigines of- people like didn't they have some kind of struggle with them? Like uh, like the Aborigines were like native people to Australia, right? I think so. And then. Don't make me lie. Look, I don't man. know enough about geography and <laughs> yeah. history combined. All I'm saying is, <laughs> I know about history and I know about geography, separate things. If you talk about the history of a geographical location, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love like white people is cool. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. But um, they conquered some shit. They conquered stuff all over the world, man. They've been okay, doing so. That white people gonna be white. Yeah, white people. Yeah, yeah. You missed the conversation last week about if Columbus had actually landed in Asia like he was attempting to do yeah. and not hear what the fuck would have happened because them dynasties. Yeah. They would have had, had a damn blade at every one of their necks. The fuck? What are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> I don't you know. Want? They may have got them too. They got the Native Americans, man. I I mean, but they were, the Native Americans were such oh, a welcoming as, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 la- the land is ours. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. air is everyone's. The water is all of ours. Come, friend. <laughs> they were a lot nicer. Let's explore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the Asian cultures of that time, I think, would have been. They would have been super suspicious and. and and that's, back when, off heads. and that's back when they weren't trying to be westernized. That's back when they was yeah. fighting against westerners. Yeah. So they Oh, that's true. Yeah. Depending on wh- where in Asia. They'd have fucked them he, up. They might have met some samurais. They ain't play that western yeah. shit. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> they don't play it now. No. Like, hell no. Uh-uh. They yeah. don't. Um, I do want. Oh, did you? Was that? Do you yeah, feel, that was just. That do, was my two gripes. Do you feel that's validated it. now? Yeah, that's, I right. feel good about okay. myself now. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention Harambe again. The 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 gorilla that got killed only Harambe. because the gorilla from the zoo that mm-hmm. was shot. Only because I love my people, but sometimes we go a little bit far. Now, racism absolutely a hundred percent exists, and it's some shit we all have to deal with on a regular basis. And I feel like we have to deal with it enough. That we don't need to go looking for it in places that it's not. Now I've been seeing a whole lot of stories about how oh they're just saying that the mom was irresponsible because she's black and no the bitch was irresponsible because she was irresponsible. Yeah. I am a black person saying that the bitch was irresponsible and she's the reason Harambe died. Let I- me intervene. <laughs> do you know what Fox News did? What did they do? Fox News went and looked up the father's criminal record. These motherfuckers, oh, yeah. even though he wasn't even there. And implied that he is the blame for that. So I think that dialogue came from Fox News implying that their parenting must be compromised some way for this to happen 
and looking into the history of the father. Fox News yeah. ain't shit. Anytime I see a story that starts with Fox News, I go right <laughs> past that shit because I know it's gonna be some bullshit. But like, they go and dig just... up, yeah, they go and dig up somebody's past when they don't have nothing else to say. Exactly. Like they did the same thing with Trayvon, talking about he got caught with marijuana or something. And they went and found those like, pictures where he like what yeah, the fuck what does, does that have to do, have to do with, anything, with anything? You know, but yeah. <laughs> but the stories that I saw was just like. Say about the part about her, not that them. Of course, that was obviously fucking racist for them to go and I don't know. They wouldn't have done that had she been white, absolutely. But as far as her being irresponsible simply because she's black and we got a bunch of kids and we don't pay attention, that ain't not, never crossed my mind when I heard this story. My first thing was again, I talked about this last week. My mama, no fucking way would this have happened. I could tell you that with absolute certainty because I know this lady and I've seen her karate chop my brother for trying to walk off in the mall. And ain't no animals in the mall, and she was finna fuck him up in front of everybody. So, for walking off, and it was like during Christmas time, kids getting snatched up and shit, she chopped the shit out of him. So, yeah. I know for sure in a zoo where there's a lot more danger, and like the parent, I'm not a parent. I have talked to parents about this. And a lot of parents are like, I'm much more hyper focused and hyper aware in situ- like when I take my kids to the zoo, because I know that there's a lot more danger. And like I said last week, the Birmingham Zoo has like a flamingo exhibit where it's just a little fence that separates you from them flamingos and the water that they're standing in. And so if you're not paying attention, little Johnny can absolutely crawl over in there and fuck with them birds. I don't know how flamingos get when they get agitated, but I can imagine little Johnny would get some injuries. He probably likely to drown before he gets to the birds. True. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just crazy, man. Like, you know, your kids shit okay for instance let me just put it like this when i went to disney world as a child my parents was like look we finna go in here we finna ride these rides but you gonna stay right here you don't need to be going anywhere you know and i didn't go nowhere you know and you knew they would fuck you up and then i would see all of these parents with like leashes on their kids and stuff like how you put a leash on your kid like to me okay a lot of people think that's cool but your kid is not a dog. Don't <laughs> put a leash on your kid. Your kid should just be afraid to get lost or, or, you know, you should talk to your kids and stuff. Don't just act like your kid is some kind of animal that you can't tame and you got a, a leash on them walking around. Like, but crazy. what if you have a kid that you can't tame? But should you not put a, did you not take them? No way. But how, how can you not, is, so, is your kid special that he can't understand? Like, what you, is that, I mean, no, I guess a lot of the times parents, there's this group of parents that don't parent as harshly as they need to for a right, child to right, leave right, right. their words yeah, the way they yeah. need them to. Right. And so if you've been raising your child for four years and not really having that firmness that they understand that you need to listen to me. Right. And you take them somewhere, you might not know that that's going to happen. So there's a lot of parents out there that just the ain't parenting required, in that way. Yeah. And there's a lot of kids that don't adhere to some of that parenting. And there's some kids that just so... Explore. They just so exploratory that right. They get into them situations before they realize. But should the parents instill that in them before they go to like an amusement park or something like that? That's that's what I think. Now, if it's some kids that just can't understand that and and they got behavioral problems, I guess that's a different thing. But. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of these parents are just lazy and they saying I'm gonna strap this leash to them. <laughs> leash don't <laughs> work all the time. Both of you know who Kingston is. Yeah. And the least don't really. The terrorist dog. First of all, Chinese you, you call him a Chinese dictator. You call him a terrorist. You're going to have everybody thinking that my little baby's horrible. He's not. He's himself. In his past yeah. life, he done seen some shit. That's I don't all, know what it was, look, though. He done been here before, for sure. 
He got human eyes. He be looking at us. I don't know, man. Oh, AC Blow is the one that he side-eyed the shit out of. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even do nothing to him. Like, he just, like, turned around and was looking at me like, bitch. Like, damn, man. I, uh-uh. I tried to get along with Kingston, but it, I gave up now. I gave up. <laughs> yeah, he's special. But I use him as an example all the time for, like, trying to get complete... Um, Cooperation, because obviously that shit. <laughs> nah, it ain't gonna work. work. I but, mean, clearly it is it, off putting to see a, a child on a contraption that connects them to their parent. Out of leash, some device that straps them to their parent. Because if your kid might possibly do some dumb shit, that's better than his ass falling in the gorilla dying. Pit. Yeah, it is. It is. But I still maintain that I blame her And I still maintain that Had this been any other situation In which she was neglectful And the child got hurt If if she had been neglectful And he drank some bleach Under the sink DHR would have been there Front and center Like how'd he get to the bleach Why was it not put in a safer place Where were you when he was drink Tossing it back His little cocktail Like Any other situation In which a parent Isn't paying attention And a child gets harmed There's an investigation I don't think this is any different This is it turned out better than some of those situations do. And I think that that's thanks to Harambe, bless his soul, his heart, whatever. If you don't believe animals have soul, I don't want to get into that. The parent can just tell the police that she shot the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is good. <laughs> now it's not my fault. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what happened. That, but then you look at it from like an animal rights perspective, right? So Harambe was taken from his native land, imprisoned in the zoo, yep. and he was just being a gorilla. He you know what I'm saying? What he and he ended up having to get killed for it. So all of these people, all these PETA people and all these animal rights people, they can miss me with all that. We love <laughs> animals type shit. Because they ain't trying to get all of the uh, animals out the zoo and stuff. And you eat chicken and beef and stuff like that. So... Is a cow's life any less significant than a gorilla's? Well, the, cow, the cows are being raised to be eaten. It don't matter. I, t- I will. All I of them. Look, <laughs> all of them is living creatures. You know, if we eat, look, I don't care. I think we can eat any animal we want I to. Don't We've had get this, into this. We, with we you. had this discussion. <laughs> this like, motherfucker would eat horse. He would eat whatever. I would eat the shit out of a horse steak. <laughs> like for real. Or like you know, or gorilla gorilla burger. I would eat that too. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, we at the top of the food chain, man. We at the top. It is what it that is. Doesn't mean you should just go around eating everything. Well, that's my thing. Like, <laughs> it's animals here that are dumber than us, and it's animals here that are murder us if we get close to them. I feel like the dumbest animals are supposed to be eaten. Cows, chickens. <laughs> but we befriend so many of them, like. People always talk about some oh, it's cats. You go to the Chinese restaurants, you eat cats and dogs. Well, cat and dog is fucking delicious. Hey, ain't it though? If that's what it is. <laughs> Just because we've befriended them, exactly. don't mean they can't be delicious with some seasoning and some to- and some sauces. Exactly. That's the same that's the same argument he gave for eating horse. Don't don't do that. Don't help him. Zebra cakes for everybody. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all something. If y'all Google Aldi meat, if y'all ever shop at Aldi, if you Google Aldi meat, the first thing that come up is horse meat. Yeah, cause when I was in there, I was looking at, I'm like, this look weird. Now I don't know if it's actually horse meat, but the fact that horse meat come up when you Google Aldi meat, 
That's enough for me not to buy it. Okay, that, so the steak I ate that you that you barbecued that is not hard. It is not hard. I have to ask because last week I you, mean I can't say it's cow because I didn't see it cut. I'm just saying, but on the package it say beef. Okay, because after last week and you telling me you putting sugar in the shit, I mean, uh, <laughs> I feel like I have to ask these questions now. Listen, they eat horse in other countries too. You know what I'm saying? And I'd rather eat like other types of meat than all this genetically modified shit. Give me some natural horse instead of genetically modified <laughs> chicken. You See, know, the only reason I want to eat horses is because they they too active. They move too much. Uh-huh. They meat gonna be so tough. <laughs> it, it's gonna be like yeah, you, you have tough. to do so much stuff to it to make it like tender. See, cows they don't even move. You right. It's like their legs in the bottom part, but the rest of it is just good picking. Yeah, you right. You right. Well, I eat cow, but I won't eat a calf. Because it's me. How would you what know? What kind of sense do that make? Because it's me. But when it's you go to Five Guys, it don't say, would you like the cow burger or the cow the burger? Calf is, what is it, calf? Does it have a different name? Like the younger... Veal. It's veal. It's called I don't veal. eat veal. Because it's it's baby cow. That little motherfucker gonna grow up to die anyway. <laughs> but let so, him live his life. Let him graze. <laughs> it's tender meat. <laughs> <laughs> let him graze a little bit before he gets slaughtered. Please let him graze. Veal is delicious, man. It, hey, go to go to um Olive Garden. I'm not gonna <clears> eat veal. Get the veal marsala. I'm not gonna eat veal. Oh, I'm not man. gonna eat lamb. Mr. O'Point. I ain't had veal hey, marsala. It's good, man. Straight I'm not up. eating veal. I ain't eating lamb. Both of y'all tried to get me to eat lamb. Let's doing it. A lamb is grown. Yeah. But I just, they're cute and fluffy. Mary had a little lamb. Please is white as snow. Because <laughs> they're cute. You don't want to eat them because they're cute. Yes. See, you don't finish off that story, though. And then they had pork chops. That is yeah, not. Exactly. <laughs> they did. They did. I said pork chops. I meant lamb chops. They did yeah. not. I remember that, that is part. Not, that is not how that's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think from the Harambe situation, it made me feel like, and I'm supposed to be going to Atlanta Zoo in... August it's gonna change my experience. It made me feel like we're not responsible to have these animals. We not. We're not responsible enough to have these no, animals. Whether it was because I think a part of it is the zoo. Yeah, like, he shouldn't have been able to get in there. They like underestimated their deterrent. Yeah. I feel like if you are having an exhibit that a human can get in and the only way to save them is to kill the animal, that you should there be should no way that a human can get in there. Yeah. yeah. No way. That's true. And so I think it's enough blame to go around, but at the end of the day, Humans got that animal killed, and yeah. it made me feel like we just ain't responsible enough to have them animals. And he was in the situation they in. He was an endangered species as well. That was their reasoning for having him in there. Is that there? He's like a rare silverback, some or other. I don't remember what his species is exactly, but he was actually an endangered species as well, which is why it was an, uh, another reason why it was a big deal that he got killed. Because they were getting ready to, um, they had him some women, yeah, uh, lined up for him to. To mate with, mm-hmm. <laughs> make some little gorillas, but and this is disgusting. They apparently have his sperm on ice. They did, yeah. So they're still going to impregnate these these females. Why is that disgusting? It's just weird. How do you collect sperm from? Okay, I don't want it. Never mind. Don't yeah, answer I that. Mean, no. Whoever got that job. <laughs> <laughs> that. Apparently they they bust them open and uh <laughs> and got the sperm from out of them after he died. No, they already had it on ice. I guess in case some shit happened with him. Oh, okay. It was already on ice. Oh, okay. How you get? I don't. Okay, I don't. How long do gorillas live? He was like seventeen or something. He was seventeen. How long do they live? They got human life. I don't know. I think they live a really long, much longer than like the average animal, because like Kingston's life. I would think they live as long as we do. They're the closest to us, so they might. might. Because King, King, 
he was at maturity at 17, so he must have had some years to go because, again, Kingston's lifespan is like 15. Actually, 17 would be good for Kingston. He'd be glad to make it to 17. Yeah. So he was just reaching sexual maturity at that age where he was ready and primed to, to make some little infants. We were talking last week about we didn't know what baby gorillas were called. They're called infants. Oh, okay. They're, they're yeah. like little babies. Rest so, in peace, Arambe. I know. Oh, y'all need to sit down with these fucking memes, though. <laughs> People are so creative. I saw a uh, obituary for Harambe with Mighty Doctor Doctor Bishop Mighty Joe Young as the officiant for the ceremony. <laughs> that shit was so funny, and like the uh, all of these memes of, of like gorillas making these faces, like get the fuck out of here, you gonna get me killed? <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your ass in. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's uh. too many men I can't even think of none right it's now it's so many I know I saw one with the white gorilla saying would they have shot this gorilla <laughs> it was like a great white ape they were like would they, would they have shot this gorilla <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> y'all are some creative ass people cause them memes be hilarious it's crazy how they make such fun of things that are horrible but you know we do that in our like I think in counseling like most of the counselors that I've met have really like weird and crazy senses of humor because you kind of have to because of the shit you deal with i feel like so that's the best way to deal sometimes with like a, a terrible situation is just kind of to make light of it yeah um so i thought it was fucking hilarious all these memes have been hilarious yeah but speaking morbid of, that's what i was trying morbid sense of humor yeah. <laughs> like how you were saying like people have jobs that make them kind of insensitive to certain stuff mm-hmm. like i dated a nurse one time well a couple times but when they talk about death, they just be like, that shit is normal. They be like, yeah, uh, like, I, you know, I'll call her and, and she'd be at work and I'd be like, so what you up to? How your night going? And she'll be like, well, we got this patient in here that's not doing too good. I think he probably finna die. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but she was just like, oh, my bad. You know, but we deal with this every night. So it's just like, you know, it just happens, you know. So be like I forgot my lunch at home. My phone almost went dead. I need a charger. A patient died. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Like <laughs> I have a request, and I'm going to make it on air, so it makes it harder for you to say no, oh, AC. Because I think we should do an episode of like horrible date stories. Because when I tell you, he has been on some of the most horrible dates of life, of life. Like I don't even. I don't know. So he has to come back at some point and do <laughs> the horrible date stories. Like a, it, you won't even believe him. Like this is how. If I wasn't like around at the time that they were going on, I would think he was bullshitting. Like it's fucking hilarious. Only if the listeners ask for it, because I don't really want to put that out there. You know what I'm so saying? So now but. y'all right here get on Facebook because I'm telling y'all, y'all want to hear this shit. I'm talking about vehicular homicide, no, y'all. Wait, you can't just. Because I, I want them. <laughs> I want them to know the depth of this. Like y'all got right in, please, so that we can get make him. Come okay, back if people write in, I'll do it. To I'll do, do these it. Uh, these stories, I I promise you, no date you've ever been on has been worse than the dates that he's been on. Like, <laughs> Red just put me on blast on the podcast. Well, because then I knew if I had asked you, I felt you'd have just told my ass no. So. <laughs> Gotta put the pressure on. Gotta put the pressure on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Seen the story about this. So it's a 13 year old kid. Oh, shit. Mm. 
Well, not a, it's a teacher. I don't know how old she is. Eighth grade Too teacher. Too fucking old. <laughs> Eighth grade teacher that was having a sexual relationship with her student. And I'm like an ongoing sexual relationship. Like, man. For almost eight months, sex almost every day. Well, he's 13, so I'm sure that was. So here's the thing. Here, I just. Where does she have to be in life and in her mental health where you're one attracted to this 13 year old and two act on, not only act on this shit, but you carry on a long term affair with this 13 year old child because that's exactly what he is. Where you where are you at in life where you do that? Like, I don't I don't anytime I hear these stories about teachers fucking kids. I'm like, why? What? what please explain to me how this happened like explain to me you were sitting in the front of the classroom teaching them geography and he just what i don't understand she was saying that he was harmlessly flirting with her he 13. in the class and then at a certain point he missed the class and so she sent him a message through instagram asking was he okay he asked for her phone number they started talking and then from there <laughs> They got into a, a physical relationship. Shit go down in the deal, man. For real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, yeah, I mean, from the perspective of the teacher, yeah, you grown. What you looking at kids like that for? But let's look at the bright side of this. Don't okay. do that. I know where you're going with this. Thing about it is this. When I was in 10th, 11th grade, I wanted to fuck the shit out of my Spanish teacher. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? She was fine. So if you the little boy... You the shit, like you know what I'm saying. But if you and so let's get into this double standard <laughs> shit because if the teacher was a man and the student was a little girl, a 13 year old girl, she would not be the shit. She'd be this. Oh, the victim. Oh my goodness, I can't believe he did this to this poor innocent child. Right. It would be looked at differently. Both of them are kids. He ain't no better off. This is gonna fuck with him. Like, could you imagine? If you had fucked your teacher at yep. that age, what, how, where you would be, like how that would have affected you? You're right. You're right. That wouldn't have been the best thing. You would have enjoyed have it at the time. I would have sure. enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it. Like I don't. It's like I said, the double standard does exist, but I think it's under a different set of conditioning. Women have been conditioned to keep their sexuality as a prize and as something to. Deliver later. Which men, makes no sense. Go ahead with the other part of this. Men have been conditioned to use their tools. On who? Conquer, on who? If go. The, women, on the who, world. Who, who are you supposed to use it on if the women are supposed to be keeping it to themselves? Who? Who? You, who? I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe that this was no created. Sense. Maybe that conquest was created like a Tomb Raider game. Just to be hard as hell for no damn reason. <laughs> you know, like, look, first we're going to say that men got to conquer all women, but then we go condition women to hold it in. So we got a challenge ahead of us. Just men. make it, make y'all have to work harder and become con artists and liars. <laughs> so that you the can thing is, past that. I got in a dialogue with somebody about the trauma that comes from that. And I think that trauma is related to the experience of the individual. If a male was forced against his will and didn't want to, that being forced and losing that power is what would make create that trauma for him. So if that happens to a woman, that's what creates the depth of the trauma. That loss of control, that loss of self that diminishes your self-worth because you don't have that control. If you're a person that's 13 and you believe you desire this thing and you do this thing and it's actually pleasurable and enjoyable, 
I think that takes away from the depth of the possible trauma, if it even exists. I think in that case, it may not exist for a young boy that's been conditioned that this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're going to do, other people have done it. Because at the end of the day, what if he already lost his virginity to somebody? What if he already been sexually active? At 13, that just saddens me. And it is possible. It's absolutely 100% possible, unfortunately. But that's, that's the residuals of that conditioning. As to where greater society and every grown person gonna look at it and say you've been preyed upon, but the thirteen year old be like shit, she was preyed upon, my yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but ain't nobody gonna listen to that thirteen year old because we invalidate them because they stupid. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, so you saying this little boy, he probably gonna be fine, right? I mean, he want because he wasn't. The woman didn't force herself upon him, right? Like he was willing and. It like, seems that way. Yeah. It depends on him. So from with the, the story, same situation, would a girl be negatively impacted if she also wasn't forced upon by the male teacher and had a crush on him and just pursued him and started wearing little skirts and, 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 and seduced him? Would she have any negative impacts from it if she wasn't preyed upon? I think that it's a larger percentage of women in that same situation that's going to be impacted than men because they aren't conditioned to think that that's something that they're supposed to achieve. They always conditioned to know that it's wrong. They always conditioned to believe that that thing is something they're not supposed to do and they're not supposed to have and men are not supposed to do this to women. No no message in society has ever said you as a woman should go after that man if you like him. <laughs> but yeah. they've always said that to men and boys. That's true. Society's fucked. It is fucked. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it ain't wrong. I'm just saying I understand how men can look at it and say, good job, young man. <laughs> you know, instead of Damn, you might experience some trauma because I actually know some dudes that that had those experiences when they were young, but it wasn't under that context. But you think because you're a man and it's a good feeling, it's not. But the loss of power, not being able to control it, not having, you know, your own sense of self in that decision. If somebody older than you is taking advantage of you when you're not ready, that's what creates the trauma. And I think that's what creates the depth of the trauma. So even if a girl is ready versus a boy is ready, first there's two conflicting messages in society for those two different groups. You know, and then the the amount of trouble that the man can get in, you know, it's just more pressure on a female in that situation than a male. I hate being a female in this fuck ass society. Let me just say that. <laughs> I misogyny. do. And I've been dealing with that my entire life coming from a family that has uh, three boys and then me. And just even coming back from Memorial Day, I had to make like fucking 40 phone calls because everybody gets all in their feelings. If I don't call to say I'm off the road, like I literally was on just, I made it back, I made it back. I mean, like nobody does that shit with my brothers. And I've said this time and time again, God love them, but my brothers are idiots. And if anybody was going to get lost or some shit, it would be them. That's something that happened to you in your childhood that you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> something that happened to you in your childhood that ain't nobody told you that you almost like you fell in a gorilla pit when you were three and you don't remember. Well, my uncle did drop me when I was younger. Shut up. No I wasn't joke. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> he did but drop me. But it explains me. a lot though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was dropped. Um if he I dropped probably... you and, and it caused some damage, you must went from genius level to above average. <laughs> 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 like damn. <laughs> How you get dropped to still be better than normal? I don't think there was damage let's hope not but it's just a story I mean we were making fun of him about that when I was up for Memorial Day cause he's getting married and um, we told his fiance that he just she was like oh my god you dropped her he was like I don't recall that incident mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, it just sucks being female. Like, well, it's it's one area that it doesn't suck to be in a female, be, you know, be a female in. Well, it's a lot of them, but this one in particular. Okay, so Derek Fisher divorced his wife, right? I don't know if y'all heard oh, about yeah, this. I did, and so. <laughs> She's going to get $109,000 a month from him. Every month. Plus $15,000 for child support, you know. So they're saying she was with him for 10 years, so I guess she's entitled to some of the money or something. Or, But I'm like, man, that much money, though? Like $109,000. <laughs> like I think it come out to be like $1.3 million a year or something like that. Fuck. What was and she doing? What was her job? She was the housewife. She was taking care of the kids, you know. And I'm not saying she shouldn't get anything, right? Because you could, you can't just divorce somebody and then just put them out in the street or whatever. But I mean, 109,000 plus 15,000 for child care, 15,000 for child care a month, <laughs> a month. Like, come on, man. Like that's ridiculous. It I is. think you know. Well, I, yeah, it is. But I mean, there have been instances. Halle Berry had to pay the little white boy. What's his? Gabriel, the little model oh, that she had yeah, her baby that's with, right, her first that's baby. Right. She ended up having to pay him a crazy amount of money. It doesn't happen as often, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a ratio, but that comes with that come with a male-dominated society. You know, because all the male athletes get paid. WNBA getting paid you know, McDonald manager salaries. <laughs> still, they yeah. still doing that? Yeah, yeah. they don't get paid. So it's just okay. not many. So when you talk about sports, you got some tennis players that's making good money that's Serena. female. You got Danica Patrick that's a racer that's making oh, good yeah. money. And a couple of female golfers that's making good money. But outside of that, the whole NBA, the whole <laughs> NFL, you got hockey. Like, they yeah. get all kinds of money. So the reason is because the only field that you can really have in situation is in acting. You know, this is pretty much it. And so, but they have an algorithm for that. Like, if you provide a person a certain standard of living, they got to be able to maintain that after you if your choice is the divorce. But why but, is that your responsibility, though? That's that's because, I mean, if we're not together anymore and it's like a mutual type of thing. That was like a perk of being with me. I've never understood I, you have to keep this same lifestyle because we ain't together no more. We ain't together no more. Right. So it's like, like I'm, again, I think that absolutely you should have to take care of the kids because, you know, that the kids are still yours. The kids don't go away because you had you divorced. But this whole you got to keep this same lifestyle, that's some bullshit. Like, because that... That's one of the things that happens when you get with somebody is that every it, it it's supposed to. That's the whole purpose of, of getting married is because it makes shit better in your life. When you divorce, you, it shouldn't be the same. Like it shouldn't stay the, exactly the same. There should be a difference outside of just we ain't together no more. Right. I mean, I think the way they should do it is like okay, if 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 I divorce my wife and she was a housewife and she was taking care of the kids. Um, we get a divorce, then I might give her some assistance until she gets her job situation straight. I'm gonna pay child support regardless, but I'm gonna, you know, give her some assistance until she gets a job, and then she gotta sustain herself after that. I mean, I can't pay you $109,000 every month for the rest of your life. Is that what it is? I mean, I don't know, I, how, I don't know what, if it's the rest of your life or what. alimony end? I don't know when, because here's the thing, what, what happens if you're going to get married again? Right. I think it's a matter of protection, because if a dude out here that makes six figures divorce his wife because he was doing a bunch of stuff on the side, and they don't hold him responsible for some taking care of her, she's going to be homeless tomorrow. Oh, yeah, because he might be a Because he boy. had the house. Yeah. He had yeah. her being a housewife for 30 years. She don't have no skills. She didn't finish school because she was with him. 
Like, mm, I didn't think about that. I don't think. I just think that this can go wrong in a lot of ways. It's not many marriages that end in a cordial situation. You're right. And if you don't hold men to a standard or women to a standard of, if in the case that it happened yeah. with women of saying you kind of and help this person have this kind of lifestyle and we're not just going to let you put them out there homeless where they got to go to a shelter because you so petty you done took the house you done <laughs> took all the cars and she ain't got no skills and she ain't never done nothing so a part of it is protection but I think the the unfortunate part of it is that I think it's rooted in our Christian nation I think it's rooted in the idea that you're supposed to stay married together forever anyway so you got to pay the price this your punishment for divorce so it's, it's, it's to discourage people from getting divorced that's what I think yeah it may be well and it does discourage people from getting divorced or yeah. it encourages the them or, or <laughs> oh man I'm yeah. just gonna say or it encourages <laughs> them to murder them yeah. <laughs> like it's easier for me to just get rid of your exactly. ass <laughs> one, one of them month payments is all it takes <laughs> to get you out yeah. on the underwebs. Yeah, <laughs> you go man. to the dark net and you can find some assassins. Who was it? Star Jones? That what was that situation where they was like gonna have a baby through a surrogate, but then they got divorced, and she still ended up having to pay child support for the child. Was because it Star it, Jones? Yeah, it was Star Jones because she wanted to. She wanted to have a baby with this dude. They had a surrogate, had a baby. The baby was had. Their relationship went south. And she said, well, it ain't my child, so I ain't responsible for <laughs> it. Kind of I'm not responsible stuff. for that child. I don't want the child, and I'm not responsible for child support. Well, it is not her child because she didn't physically have the child. That's well, what that was her saying. argument. But it was it still had a DNA, though, right? Like, is that how that works? No, Sometimes I don't it think, depends I don't on think he, I don't think it was his DNA. Yeah, I it think was they used, it was like a, a, somebody else had the baby and they signed all the papers and did everything oh, that take okay. to get the child. Some surrogates, but then they changed their mind. Some surrogates, oh, okay. they do do an implantation of the, the, fem- the woman's eggs into her with his sperm so that the kid is genetically linked to both of them. Right. I don't think that happened in this situation. I think they just used his sperm to get the surrogate oh, pregnant. And then, so he, the child had hurt the well, surrogate. Well, really ain't no kid then. <laughs> but you pursued this. Yeah, okay. You're right. You created right. this situation and you the rich one. <laughs> you so know you got to pay child support yeah. for this child to the 18. It's just, and I forgot how much she ended up having to pay. Or did they ever, I don't know if they, I, I stopped following this shit. So I don't know if they announced like how much the, the monthly payment was. But I do think they ended up making her pay child support for the child. Because you wanted the child at the time. I mean that's no different than somebody who decides to get pregnant and have a child and then the shit don't work. It's the same thing. Yeah, you made a decision to have a child, yeah. regardless think, of the methods. <laughs> I don't think we can universally look at one hundred and nine thousand dollars and say that's overboard because we don't know how much he got in his bank account for real. <laughs> like if they done said, I mean, if I don't know, who it depends on it? the judge. Derek Fisher, because he, he don't even have a job right now. He, I think he was coaching, but he got let go from whatever team he, he was coaching. An analyst right now. Is he? He an analyst right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. I mean, he got a job. It ain't yeah. it ain't NBA money. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's gonna pay that. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna pay for that. Uh, it's gonna pay for that hustle. Oh man, damn. Yeah, that's messed up. Divorce is hard, but it might be karma for him for getting with uh, what's his name's wife, uh, Matt Barnes' wife. It might be ex-wife or whatever. The karma for real. Karma yeah. is real. Sometimes it take a little bit longer. Folks be thinking they didn't got away with shit. Then bam, exactly. <laughs> Look, karma can happen right immediately after, or that shit can happen twenty you know, years later. Yeah, yeah you can. never know. Just don't do crazy shit. Yeah, basically, <laughs> essentially. Oh, uh, Meek Mills is still losing. Other than having Nikki, I know that's that's like his one thing now. That's he got to hold on to her with everything because now they've extended his his house arrest because he didn't do the right 
uh, community service. Like they, he was supposed to pick from this specific set, and he went and did his own thing. And so they extended it. I think it was only like eight days. It wasn't a ton of time, but still, I know he was ready to get out. He <laughs> better hurry up and get Nicki Minaj pregnant. Nicki ain't finna do that. I if feel she did like- get pregnant, I think she would still send his ass on if she needed to. I think so too. She can do that shit. And she would have a baby with her because, you know. Meek Mills just need to take a break. He just <laughs> need to stop making music for like a year, let things just cool out for a minute, get his life together, then come on back. Sissy I mean, thug ass. yeah, he just been going through too much, man. Drake killed him. I think he came out with an EP like last month that nobody cared about. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's Poor crazy. Meek. He just, I, again, I think I've said this before. I've never been a Meek Mill fan. I don't like to be screamed and hollered at. You know what I'm saying? I listen to a wide genre of music, but I don't even listen to hard rock because I don't like that screaming shit. Don't holler at me. I don't want to hear that in my headphones or through my speakers or whatever the case may be. I ain't like Meek because all he did was holler. Holler all yeah. his songs. He was just screaming, I'm a boss. It was too much. It was too much. Yeah, I'm not a Meek fan. Not a Meek fan. He was different when he was doing them freestyles out on the street and them street battles, man. <laughs> well, yeah, he had the braids in the street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember God. that. Are y'all going to have a, ra- a, a battle no, rap conversation no. now? Because no, I'm, I'm just going to say, say that's just what confused me about his inability to communicate back with Drake. He was roasting people out there on them battles. And he can't even come up with an appropriate response for Drake that's worth a damn? I don't even remember his response. I, I mean, I heard the response, but he wasn't saying nothing. It was just like he was hollering and you couldn't like quite get the <laughs> lyrics and stuff. I mean, I don't know what was going on, you know. But, yeah, Drake killed him. And it was nothing he could do about that situation. <laughs> I mean. And he started the situation. Like, you yeah. brought this upon yourself. Twitter fingers. Twi- your trigger fingers turned into Twitter fingers. Yeah. It's too much. Now I don't I don't I'm not mad at him for putting Drake on blast for not writing his own shit because I think if you were real MC you supposed to be writing your own lyrics. But like, no, didn't it start because he felt like Drake was supposed to be promoting his shit for him? Right, and then he put it out there like this Quentin Quentin whatever this guy's name was was writing lyrics for okay, Drake. Okay, so that's just petty though. My problem is the reason why you expose oh, well, him for yeah. this is because you butt hurt because he ain't promoting your shit. Like why would he? Cause y'all friends Like this is music Like yeah, that's just He shouldn't have got that mad about that But I also I, I also don't see a problem with The writing Right I don't see a problem with it And I mean that's a split In hip hop right now Because this dialogue Has emerged about Whether shit, or not people what, writing Because I think KRS-One was Was saying something like um, You think a Big Daddy Kane Didn't come to me with a, 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 a rap That he wrote Thinking that it would be perfect For me that I wouldn't do that shit you know what I'm saying? Like, well, did he do verses or was it like a hook that he took from? Because uh, especially with them old school rappers, they real particular about like writing their own verses. They might get a hook from somebody, but I don't know, man. I, I just feel like if your if your aim is to make hits if, and you consider yourself just to be an entertainer, you don't really take the craft that seriously. Then okay, cool, you can let somebody else help you with your writing. But if you like really in it for the art. Cause it would be like um, Maya Angelou getting some other poet to like write some lines in her poetry. You know what I'm saying? People would be like, "What the fuck?" You know what I'm saying? 
and I, that's because I look at rap like real rappers like they're modern day poets. You know what I'm saying? But if you just an entertainer, then I guess it is what it is. You know. I won't get into that conversation about poetry and rap. I think we've had that one before too. Have we not? Or was it you? Who did I have that do conversation with? Do you not consider with? rappers? To I don't want to do that. No, it's absolutely do it. No, yeah, I just you don't consider. I think it's different. <laughs> I mean, I think it's all the same. I think it's the same I think too. Country, I think all the song, I, everything that's written is rooted in the same core set of emotions and things that all people experience. I think your way of portraying that thing is the same. It's all the same. It's just your way of relaying it. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I think so too. But for some reason, with rap in particular, like I look at them more so like poets because they're like speaking, like like um. Um, spoken word poets, like it's like you're speaking your, your 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 art, you know. And with singers, like for instance, Whitney Houston, she never wrote any of her songs, but she was so good at performing it. It was like I think people just gravitated more so towards the perform, like in R and B in general. I think people gravitate towards the performance more than a little bit more than the lyrics to me because when you're singing you can sing something that might not be particularly profound but you put some little vocal runs in there and stuff and like make it sound really like impactful people be like wow i really like this song you know what i mean so the lyrics might not mean as much but when rap to me the lyrics mean a lot and i'm i'm kind of like a hip-hop purist and stuff i realize i'm in the minority but you know that's just how i feel about it he's you know around watching battle rap that's that's so does that mean that there is no room for those that are rappers that can perform well and people have said i know you can perform this well you know, put your flair on. Is there no room for those no nah, it's room it's room for that i just feel like it's unbalanced you know what i'm saying it's it's because like you got these rappers like the real lyricists are few and far in between like you you have a few more now with like Cole and Kendrick and you know I guess to a certain extent Wale and them but you oh, know Wale would disagree with that he should he should have been the first name <laughs> yeah I'm talking so tired of hearing him whine about <laughs> <laughs> I mean they just don't understand me all this stuff he's starting he's starting to sound like Kanye for real like <laughs> but yeah I just wish it was more of a balance but it's room for everybody to do what they do you know it just needs to be just, more balanced, yeah. Just get to have your own perspective on right on these kind of instances where Mills is being critical of having writers and Drake have writers and yeah, he got I mean, them writers to roast your ass, boy. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think I think Drake wrote that diss though because he he was spending that with some passion. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he went into the still. Now nah, everybody clear out. Yeah, I got it. I got a point to prove. On I got this. this. Yeah. I want y'all to watch me from the outside. So I got evidence. <laughs> uh, since we're talking about music, although this isn't music, it's about an artist. Alicia Keys and her whole no makeup. I'm gonna try not to get loud. <laughs> okay, so she's for this album that she's putting out. And let me just say, I have not enjoyed. An Alicia Keys album in a while. No shade. I just, I don't really particularly care for her her voice. And that on fire song, I wanted to punch people in the face when I heard that because she was just <laughs> screaming on fire. Like I hated that fucking song. I hated being in the car and rolling up by somebody that was playing that shit. I would speed get the fuck away. From them. <laughs> Something about Alicia Keys after she got with Swizz Beats. It made me feel like all the songs I've been hearing was about him. And I don't like that. 
And so we just Swiss beat took all the Alicia Keys flair away from me. I love the first album. Oh, she was playing piano. She said, but then now that I realize that Swiss is who you was looking for from all that shit. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't fuck with you now. But this new album, which I don't even know what the name of it is, but she's doing this whole no makeup where she said she's not gonna make none of the videos, but she's she's gonna be open and and she's gonna be herself and she's not gonna hide and cover up. And the implication to that is that people who do wear makeup it, are hiding and are covering up. And so people, some people have a problem with that. I just want to say to all y'all with these, it's like with natural hair, the natural hair Nazis who feel like you have to. Again, you you don't dye your hair. You you got to put only the freshest of juices and berries and water from the Serengeti and just completely natural in order for your hair to be natural. It's the same situation with makeup. You you have people that are way over here that are like people who wear makeup are insecure and they you know they they don't want to be themselves and they're scared and da 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 like. Can people live? Just let folks live. If somebody wants to put makeup on their face, sure. Alicia Keys has the the funds in order to make sure that her skin looks nice enough to where she's not going to scare nobody if she takes her makeup off. Not everybody has that luxury. I think you use Cheryl Underwood as an example. Cheryl Underwood is an ugly man. Let's just be honest. You know what I'm saying? She really is. At the end of the day. And look, don't all the women out there that wear makeup because you do look like an ugly man, do not let Alicia Keys tell you not to wear makeup, please. <laughs> Just keep on wearing makeup. <laughs> because the world don't need that. You know what I'm saying? We really don't, man. It's too much. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like anything that people do that's not harmful to them, that makes them feel better about themselves, I'm for it. I, plastic surgery I personally don't have anything on my body that I would like get surgically enhanced or alter I've been trying to gain weight because I feel like I'm too thin but outside of that like there's nothing that I would want to go to a surgeon and get done but I'm not going to look down upon somebody who feels like their nose is too big or their lips are too thin or whatever the fuck like if that's what you need to do to feel better about you cool now I do have a problem with y'all who out here putting all of this random shit in your ass so that you can have a K Michelle type ass fix a flat and all this bullshit. Again, I don't have a problem with you doing things that make you feel better about yourself that are not harmful. So, if somebody wants to cake on a bunch of makeup on their face every fucking day, cool girl, do you. Now, I'm not going to do that. I do wear makeup, but I'm not going to get up every day and cake on a full face to go throw the trash away. I'm not going to do that. That's a little much for me. But for somebody who does that, whatever, that's live your life. I feel like we just be too involved in other people's shit. And... The conversation that has come from the Alicia Keys making that announcement has been very polarized. Like it's either yay makeup or no makeup for anyone. And it's like, come on, like let people live. Can they live? I mean, I feel like it should be a charge for women that go to the club with like their face painted on <laughs> and then you take them out of the club and then y'all go back to her place. She take off her makeup and she look like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> It should be a charge for that. Like, <laughs> but see, you're delivering two different messages. You, the first message is, "Hey, you need that shit." The second message is, "But not in the club." It should, a, but it should be a limit, though. You get, we gotta regulate this. You can't look like a whole nother person. Yeah, right? I think. So, okay, I will say again, what, whatever it takes to make you feel better about yourself. But some people do go like, you makeup is like amazing okay you can literally change the shape of your face yeah the man. shape of your nose you can paint on there are there are makeup artists that like do videos on youtube where they make themselves look like different celebrities 
And they look exactly like, and all it is is makeup on their face. Like, they literally just wipe it off and they look like themselves again. So, I do feel a little sorry for guys, you know, because. It's hard. (laughs) You don't know what you're getting sometimes. Um, I do think it's important to be honest with the person that you're with. You don't want to terrified. So what you want is for them to be like, listen, I know I know, I look a certain way right now, but I look like Charles Barkley for real. Yes. So yes. Well, are you okay with this situation? Yes. They gotta disclose that. And they gotta say it just like that too. I look like Charles Barkley. I need all the information I can get, man. Maybe not quite that far, but I, okay, again, I, like I said, I do wear makeup, but I don't think anybody I think both of y'all have seen me without my makeup. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody that seen me with and without is like shit, I didn't know that was red. No, oh uh-uh. my god. Like I essentially look the same. I have some dark areas on my face that I don't like. So that's I use uh not concealer, uh foundation to even out the tone of my face. But the shape of my face is exactly the same. Like it isn't gonna be like a huge difference. So you're not gonna wake up and be like, Who the fuck is this in? Right. <laughs> like that ain't gonna happen. So Again, I, I feel like people should do whatever makes them feel better, but I do feel sorry for men sometimes because y'all don't know what you get. I always know for the most part what I'm getting. Y'all look like what you look like. So yeah. I know what that is. Except a, uh, except a dude with a hat on and then it looked like he the got rolled up pubic hairs on the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> <top of> <laughs> yeah, hats transform faces too because I think I've talked about this before. I've done a lot of online dating and, and just... If you see like the the profile picture may be a picture with them with a hat on and you'd be like, Oh, he cute and then you go into the profile and be scrolling through and get to the picture without the hat. You're like, What the fuck happened to your face? I don't know what hats do for y'all faces, but it does something to where you don't look as bad as you might actually look and then you take the hat off and it's like, Whoa, <laughs> Put that back on. Some some people be trying to hide the hairline, you know, like yeah. when you got the hairline. Both, no of y'all, both of y'all are bald. I yeah. really think that y'all need to do a PSA for these people who won't let go that <laughs> oh, like you look man. or like dreads are the worst. Like yeah. it's bad enough when your hairline's receding and like you got like a low cut, but when your hairline is receding with dreads, it looks and I think both of y'all Yeah, oh yeah, you had dreads too. I had mm-hmm. dreads too. Oh yeah. 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 Both of y'all had dreads. I point. told my mama. I said, Look, mama. <laughs> <laughs> this is because she ain't never like my dress. Look, my my guy is two dress at the front that's standing. Clearly, one of them gonna fall out. Right, when right, it fall right. out, getting the haircut that hour. Yeah. The that's thing is, I don't know when it fell out of where. Never found it at home. Never found it in my car. Never found it at work. Don't know what the fuck happened to it. But when I realized it was gone, when it got a haircut that hour. Yeah. I, I mean, it was the same way for me. I saw mine thin and in the front, and I was I just woke up one morning. I was like, it's time. <laughs> and so I went to the uh, to the barbershop and just told him to cut it off. You know, and I got a cut like. like like a low even cut at first but then like a couple weeks after that i was like i might as well just go ahead and shave it off you know i mean y'all need to do a psa about how to let go (laughs) because there i think some of the people even on the dating website i've shown you some of these pictures of some of these men with like horrible receding hairlines with dreads and it's like dude like why? Why but now they got hairline in the can to where you can just get it like sprayed <laughs> on your head. Have you seen this? I've seen that. That's shiny yeah. shit. But it, look, you talk about that because they put it on their face too I, to fill well, out, it's, fill it's in some their some beard. Stuff that I saw that kind of looked natural though. Oh. It, it didn't really look shiny it, like that. I saw a barber using that stuff and, and the, the half headed end looked 
Look great. Yeah. You know wow. what I'm saying? Look like he ain't never have no issues. Yeah. Well, see, now women gonna be with had the same issues. Well, y'all just gonna have to deal with it. We go. We yeah. had to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to deal with it. You get up in the morning and this nigga hairline didn't receive it. <laughs> the hairline on your pillow. <laughs> oh, what, what is this black shit on my pillow, nigga? What is this? <laughs> oh, man. Look, Alicia Keys. Is one of those traditionally attractive people. Yeah, she's yeah. in general. Yeah. She's just pretty, you know. So, but she still got some shit on her face, like <laughs> yeah. that proactive shit. Like she they didn't do nothing. She was a sponsor. Of she got proactive. a little bit of acne on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she looked like a high school student. A little bit. She know? really does. Like she you was know, a lot younger. I mean, that don't take away from her attractiveness. Yeah, she's still fine. But. You know, but some people don't have that traditional. No, they do not. That traditional beauty no, they type do not. situation. You know Mm-mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, that is true. Because Sarah Underwood, man, I, I hate to quit. <laughs> I can't. I hate to keep harping on Sarah Underwood, but damn. <laughs> At the end of the day, them some thick ass gums. You gotta like. <laughs> she got a horse mouth. Honest. She does. She does. She but she funny mouth. though. She funny. She funny. She she's a great comedian. She is but funny. God, but she God. has a horse mouth oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. She definitely does. I'm done with but okay. That's that's all I wanted to say about that is that just let people live. If you don't, if you're the kind of person who don't want to wear makeup or you don't feel like you need makeup, all right, don't put it on your face. Nobody is telling you to go to the mat counter and and buy you know a thousand dollars worth of makeup because it's expensive as shit. Nobody's telling you to do that, but don't cast judgment on somebody that is wearing the makeup. It ain't your face. Yep. So what you care? <laughs> the same way I feel like this ain't your hair. So yes, my hair is red. The fuck out of here. Well, I like to say, uh, you know, rest in peace to Muhammad Ali. Ali, you know, that was um, fuck twenty sixteen, man. Prince yeah. Muhammad Ali, just everybody dying. <laughs> we losing a lot of legends, man. We are, and we ain't got nobody stepping up to. <sighs> it's just sad. Yeah, it's frustrating. Do y'all boxing? You a boxing fan? Yeah, yeah, I watch boxing. You know, good yeah. and damn well I'm. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never fuck with my I mean, I, you know, I fuck with them clips on Facebook where they put a clip and be like, oh, let me see. Because this is going to be some real shit right here. You know, but the thing that I know about Muhammad Ali is just his activism in the African-American community. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, just listening to his early interviews was amazing. But he had a fight that they told him he shouldn't fight. After that fight, you would tell that he was damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I saw the interview and it was hard to watch. Like, cause I I was watching a bunch of them. Cause yeah. it, I don't remember the name of the dude, but it's a white dude, and clear it had to be an all white audience. <laughs> you maybe some black folks in there, but mm-hmm. all they was talking about was race for the most part, you know. Um, and one thing I remember, he was like, uh, "All white people aren't racist, you know. I, it's not every white person like that was the dude was saying that Muhammad Ali was like, if if a if uh, if it was a million snakes outside of the outside of my house." And I knew a thousand of the snakes was good. Should I let in those? Should I open the door for those thousands so that whole, whole million come in? You know what I'm saying? And so he just always used to give analogies like that to, to understand racism. And he even got like, he got exiled, not exiled, but what is it called? It might be exiled from boxing. I think he I did. Think yeah, the term he, is he had, because he yeah. wouldn't go. He wasn't registered for to go to the war. Oh yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He, he said, did. you know, mm-hmm. something along the lines of, "Ain't no Viet, Vietnamese ever called me a nigga." You yeah. know, ain't yeah. no Vietnamese ever did this and all that and yeah. all that. Yeah. You know, my battle is over here on this side. He's yeah. taking me to jail. You know, and they took him to jail. Yeah, and they, <laughs> and they took his titles. They and took everything. his titles, yeah. and he couldn't fight for four four years. Yeah, yeah. Came back and whooped everybody. Ass. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. For for the sake of the African American community, man, if you haven't seen 
Muhammad Ali's old interviews. Not about boxing. I mean, boxing be intertwined in it. Y'all need to go watch Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You yeah. know, in these situations. That is a shame. It's a loss. Um, well, just a sidebar about that. Like, so back in the day when, when he was big into his activism and stuff and, and, you know, he was making those sacrifices for black people. Like, he... I feel like he 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 knew that he could fall back on the community for him to make that stand. He knew his people was gonna take care of him because it was a lot of celebrities and stuff that took care of his family while he was going through that whole thing. And I just wonder, like, if that was to happen today, like, let's just say, like, LeBron started being an activist, and would would people be able to you step know, up and step help, up and help and him out? I don't know. I don't know if we would do that. You know, I would like to think we would, but. I don't think that activist has emerged yet. Yeah. I don't think that act, like have y'all ever heard of Zeitgeist theory? I've heard of it. I, yeah, I never Zeitgeist theory. Zeitgeist means spirit of the times. Mm-hmm. The theory kind of proposes that whatever needs to happen at a certain time in the development of the of the culture or the world is gonna happen. For example, the times call for Martin Luther King to be what he was. And if it wasn't Martin Luther King Jr., it would have been somebody else. It would have been the times called for somebody to be that. The same way as when Albert Einstein was creating the theory of relativity, somebody over in overseas that had no contact with him was creating the exact same theory. That time Mm -hmm. in science and in development and advancements that we had was calling for those people to have those things. Mm -hmm. You know what that was not called? I think our times now are calling for somebody to be the kind of activist that the, the black community can get behind. Umar Johnson want to be that, yeah. but he is not. Yeah. And I think that because Umar Johnson, us, all of us, we grew up in a time where racism was silent mm-hmm. and where white people got away with a lot of stuff and, and they could tell us to be quiet and we were quiet. Well, we got kids now that's growing up watching Ferguson, Baltimore, watching black people die, watching people they own age dying. This is creating a new age of activists. And I think that the activists that we will support is out there. Either our age or older that hadn't been able to get their message out. Right. Or they a young person that's 10 or 11 right now that in 10 years, they're going to be somebody that we're going to say, we can put our money behind this person. Yeah. yeah. I will donate. I will give it to them. They're not here yet. So yeah. I, I just don't think there's nobody with potent enough message for people, for black people to put, it, put you know, they efforts and their money to it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because as soon as somebody come out with that message and do it, I'm going to be behind them. Yeah. I will too. But yeah. it ain't Umar Johnson. It ain't Al Sharpton. Oh, it ain't Jesse Jackson. Oh, God. It ain't none of them. I well, mean, it ain't President Obama because of the position that he got in to, to enact change. You know what I'm saying? I, it so ain't, Umar, I don't think it's Umar. Well, I mean, I kind of like Umar. Why, why you say you don't think it's Umar? Like... I I don't like Omar Johnson. <laughs> you don't like him? I don't like Omar Johnson. I like his passion. Yeah. I like I like his I feel like he gives you a present. I think he gives you a present with how he communicated with what he want to accomplish, but I think we open it is shit inside of it. I just okay. don't think it's genuine. Mm. I don't think his I don't I think it's more for self some kind of self-indulgence rather than actual community indulgence. Right. Because it's a video where he's talking about because you know he wanted that school. Right. And black people didn't donate enough money to his standards. And he was just talking shit about black people. Like how can you how can you open your mouth to talk shit about the black community for not giving you money that you wanted for this situation when your whole overall message is 
you want support for the black community and for this school, you know? Right. So right. it's just these little instances where he get caught up. Like I was in a dialogue about him with a dude the other day, uh-huh. and he was saying, "Look, I was like, why he always talking bad about homosexuality? Why is that always a big dialogue?" And he said, "It's not his dialogue. It's just that his how he communicated about it so divisive that people always pull him into that." You know what I'm saying? And mm. you know what? I gave him that. I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the homosexuality aside from that he talk about. I'm going to put, because uh, another thing he do is in our profession, he you, he's a school psychologist. Oh, okay. And he uses our profession with some of these ideals he have about um, childless, uh, fatherless children, about ADHD, about homosexuality. He say his opinions and then he put out there that I'm a school psychologist and it oh, connected to our profession. Which you're never supposed to. Yeah, so in. that's why I can't, and, and that's the stuff he say ain't agreed upon like the way he said in, in oh, our profession. Okay. And so that that's what's off putting to me because he's not being responsible with the profession. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because uh-huh. it lends some professional like it, it make it would make people take it more seriously if you say oh this has been fa-, you know what i'm saying so yeah i could see it's why the, that it was the do. same way on the breakfast club because dj envy he told dj dj envy said you know yeah them teachers told my son he had adhd but all i did was you know gave him some good discipline which we don't know what that mean he might yeah. have beat him within the edge <laughs> of his life and umar johnson pretty much said yeah that's what more of these boys need when sometimes that's not what they need. Sometimes they don't need it that way. And sometimes it is ADHD. You know, yeah. he made it seem as if ADHD ain't a thing. So, Which is very dangerous because there's a whole stigma in the black community about mental health as it is. And about now ADHD is absolutely overdiagnosed. I feel like mm-hmm. it, that absolutely, absolutely happens. But that does not detract from the fact that it exists. And there are kids that suffer from it. And I think that is dangerous because with the way that nobody wants to be crazy and there's still large parts of the african-american community that feel like these things don't exist and they don't get assistance with it or they don't get help with help their family members get assistance with it so that's very dangerous in a slippery so, slope so i told this dude i'm gonna put the homosexuality aside. this was just yesterday i'm gonna mm-hmm. put the homosexuality aside i'm going to put my qualms with him with my profession aside and i'm gonna give him another listen because those two things was really turning me off right. even though he got some other stuff that I have issues with but I'm gonna start over so while I'm starting over what input would you give me that you think is positive about about Omar Johnson for me to start looking at it in a different perspective I mean I just I listen to like a bunch of his interviews and stuff and it seems like his heart is in the right place I think you know it, it, people are gonna have problems with with your delivery, your message, or everybody's not going to agree with you. But I don't know. I just, I just get like a genuine vibe from him. With the um, when he was talking about the school he wanted to create, I thought that was a great idea. You know, um, he was asking for a lot of money. I remember when when he was talking about that, I was like, uh, he gonna have a, pro- a hard time getting that money up. But um, I don't know. I just get like a genuine vibe from him when I listen to like these other people. Like I used to be a big fan of Cornell West. I don't. I think he's kind of in it for the, the celebrity and all that kind of stuff. Used to like Tavis Smiley. You know, I don't know. I just try to, like, pick up on people's energy and stuff, but I guess there's no real way of telling what their motives are, you know? So maybe we still are waiting for that leader, you know? The only difference with Umar Johnson and everybody else is that he is not bound by the politics that Cornel West 
and all these other people are bound by. I think that the people that the people you mentioned are in in positions where they got to take a lot of other considerations yeah. to move forward. Umar Johnson got that freedom. That's how he can speak that passionately. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. But in the last interview, even even when he they did bring up homosexuality, it was a it was a comparison match. It was a uh, I think it was a DJ called DJ Love. I think is one. I can't remember the DJ Talk Radio. I think mm-hmm. that's the name of it. And she brought up homosexuality, and he just went on a. He just got it. It, it really got him kind of heated, right? You know, and he was saying that you know they rights ain't important than black rights. You know, they ain't rights ain't more important than black rights. And my idea is that they issues is a hundred percent. They problem and my issues is a hundred percent mine. I think it becomes a problem when you want somebody else's problems to cease to be their problems and be yours. Right. That's not realistic. No, it is. And it's not going to draw in people that can even be sympathetic to your cause when you saying, fuck your shit, my <laughs> shit. Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? So that's kind of how he delivers that message sometimes. And I do think it's when he get caught up in right. people trying to wrangle him in, but he got to be more, more organized than that. That's why, to me, he is not that person that has emerged. Yeah, because when they, when they bring those kind of questions up, like, just say... Don't compare struggles. We shouldn't compare yeah. our struggles. Like my struggle is is, it, I mean it's it's my struggle. It's it's bad. The, what's going on with gay people? Is their struggle is bad? The Holocaust was terrible. It's just a lot of stuff going on. I mean we we can work to improve things, but just don't don't try to act like you know what I'm going through is worse than yours. You know, yeah. I mean nobody likes that right. shit. Uh-uh, nobody. <laughs> and, likes and at that. the end of the day, I know to me yes, my the black struggle is the struggle. For me, right. I can't expect that to be the struggle for homosexuals. And I can't expect homosexuals to say, you know what, we'll we'll put our struggle down here so that y'all can get up. It just don't work like that. Yeah. Right. If we can't find room for everybody's struggles to progress on the same plane, then we just going to be on the bottom of it the whole time if we expect everybody to just say this is their struggle. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. And he do that sometimes. And I think it's because he get rattled sometimes and he don't have a... That comes along with not having that political consideration. Right. Because he can get rattled and talk shit and still have support. Mm-hmm. David Banner kind of out there, too. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. David yeah. Banner, like David Banner and Umar Johnson just spoke here like last month. Yeah, because oh, I really? saw a lot of yeah. people on my timeline that went to it. And they were sold out before they even went, yeah, went was, on sale. Mm-hmm. But yeah. David Banner, like he had a good-ass interview on DJ Vlad. TV, I want to say. Really? Yeah, he, it was good the first like 30 minutes. <laughs> and then he started going into some random weird shit. I was like, Yeah, man. I don't know, David, man. I, you was, you, I was with you at first. Now I'm. Mm-mm. We need to unite as a people. Let's go fuck these bitches. You know, like, that's what he be doing. I be like, Damn. <laughs> exactly. Like, huh? Yeah. You know, he was like, in the same interview, he was like, You know, we having problems with all this murder and all this death and the killing, you know. But if a nigga fuck with me, I'm gonna kill his right. ass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, David. <laughs> uh, but it was good because he talked about the 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 problems that he had in roles that they was trying to give him in okay. Hollywood, which is why he stopped acting so much because they was just trying to give him them kind of roles. And so, and I understand because my brother been on some TV shows. He been on two broke girls. He was an athlete. Oh yeah, Red was telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He been yeah. on. You're the worst. He was a drug dealer. 
He been on the mattress. He uh, he been on Brooklyn Nine Nine episode called a mattress. He was a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was in the commercial with Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Where okay. they was pouring champagne on phones. Oh, like he was the, in that. He yeah. Was in that? Oh, okay. The dude with the black hat, the one Max, the one he threw the phone to. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, my brother. Okay. Yeah. This so. He getting all these stereos, so I understand that part of it. But David Banner, <laughs> yeah. he got too weird for me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a little out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Mom and I leave, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, when, as the clips part down your timeline, just just watch them. There's <laughs> <laughs> one they, of them where like, it's one of them where he like dodged like twenty punches in a row. I don't know. I don't know who he would fight. Probably George Foreman. He was rope doping. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I was just. That, I was like, see, that is fantastic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, that's the episode, man. Y'all got anything else on? What you got anything else on your mind? I have right? a PSA for because you know y'all know that this is a sub <laughs> a topic that's that's near and dear to me. I live in an apartment complex and I have a dog who's been described as a Chinese dictator and a terrorist. Yes. Uh, when I am walking him and a random dog walks up that's not on a leash, I lose my shit. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like I, sometimes in the middle of it, I'm like, damn, I need to calm down. Cause I just get infuriated. I was walking him yesterday and this little mop ass looking dog come running out of nowhere, only nowhere to be seen. So I start cussing like, who the fuck's dog is this going off? So this little white lady comes around the corner and she's like, oh, that's my dog. He's friendly. But bitch, mine might not be. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know your goddamn dog. So if I had punted him because he scared me, then you would have a problem with that. Or you got a problem because I'm angry now because your fucking dog's not on the leash. This ain't your house. This is a complex. If you want Fido to run free and run wild, buy him a house with a yard that's fenced in and let that little fucker run around. But if you live in an apartment complex, please leash your dogs because I get irate when that shit happens because I don't know how Kingston's going to react to this dog. I really don't. For the most part, he likes dogs, but you know how dogs are. They're really territorial. Yep. And they can be unpredictable. And shit, if I'm not even expecting this shit, because I'm just out lolly-dolling on my little uh, stroll, and this fucking dog come out of nowhere, I'm not prepared, he's not prepared, and I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And every time uh, somebody's dog attacks somebody, first thing I th- he's never done that before. So the, the point is, you don't know what the fuck your dog is going to do, why he should have been on a leash. I hate that shit. It infuriates me. And I just... Go off. And you had an experience where a pit bull was running around your complex and shit. Yeah, I was grilling. A pit came out there and a pit bull was just out there at my grill. Oh, and I'm like, man. I don't know if you a killer or not, but I ain't finna show you no film. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out there to my grill and I threw him a piece of meat too. I threw him a piece of meat and I met the dude. I was like, your pit bull got, you know, it was a loose one day. And he was like, oh, I don't even know how that happened. That, he be doing that damn shit all the time. Oh, uh, no. Came home and the dog just rolling around in the grill. And the dog was like kind of aggressive, you know, when it came pit. being around the grill. <laughs> but the thing is, if if your dog on the leash attack a dog that come up, you know, they going to be blaming you. I they going to be saying it's your fault. <laughs> How happened? <laughs> if Kingston would have choked that damn dog to death because he would do some shit like that. I need y'all to stop hating on my dog. <laughs> if he yeah. would do that like... Kingston would take that motherfucker and just strangle him. If he, he would. And so if he did that and the owner came around the corner and the dog was laying dead, they would, it would be your fault now. 
and she will call the police. And the police gonna ask you why your dog so vicious. I probably yep. get arrested because I'd be like, a better fucking question is why her goddamn dog wasn't on the leash. Cause you see his leash right here. <laughs> you see his leash. Ask her where the fuck hers was when he came running around the corner and ask her where she was. It's the Harambe situation all over again. <laughs> oh, where the fuck man. was you? I'm so glad dog- <laughs> Kingston is a small dog. Like if he was a big dog, like if he was a pit bull, yeah. That'd what? be rough. Huh? How would it be rough? Cause he mean. <laughs> He is mean because with the societal stigma of pit bulls, if he did the Kingston shit that he do as a pit bull, <laughs> yeah. he would be terrified. Like if King, if Kingston was a pit bull, side iron people, <laughs> they'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with that pit bull? Yeah. I'm scared." Plus, Kingston bit me. Kingston bit me one day. Okay, AC. no, he did. Uh, okay. Look, I was right. I, you opened the door. I did. Kingston come running out the door he and did. he jumped up and, and, and bit my no, face. No, he did not. He did. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> that he didn't bite me. He didn't bite. I what? What a bite mark? What? What? He? I mean, he didn't bite it hard, but I felt teeth. I know what teeth feel like. I'm just saying. <laughs> the damn dog didn't bite you. I think you're still bent out of shape because of that little side eye incident. I done got over it. I done got over it, man. But cakes are just. Ugh. I mean, on points, not holding the grudge, and he got all vicious at him for trying to walk him <laughs> because. You created a situation where Kingston felt like he was finna be kidnapped. And I really feel like he don't think you know what I tried to do. <laughs> I really don't think he know. Look. <laughs> he think he was like, oh, so you just gonna play her like that too. <laughs> she don't know shit. Oh shit, nah, okay. I got something for your ass. Now I'm in part of his fucking death plans. He got plans for me. I think he. I told you. I think he plotting on me. I really do. Think I'm a part of him. He's behaving himself and shit, and I just feel like he's trying to get me comfortable and complacent. So and you he, believe he a Chinese dictator slash terrorist too? I think that he's a very intelligent dog. Okay. With some very human like characteristics. That's plotting on his owner's life. <laughs> I didn't say he was gonna kill me. I don't know what he's planning. I feed him, so he unless he got another owner lined up, I don't think he, <laughs> he might look, he might he might be able to foresee his death, like you know, Chinese, you he know, might. try Aye. to do and he done set up a plan that is going to act Activate and end his death. Yep. <laughs> That's what it is. He's not. Y'all gonna have people thinking he's this mean little dictator slash terrorist. He's mm-hmm. not. He's a kind. Okay, maybe not he's kind. A, he's as nice as he's as nice as the next door neighbor that you met and talked to a couple of times before you found out that he was on a plane <laughs> with a plastic knife. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take it into a damn building. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kingston, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because, like, I like with that your neighbor that oh your dog was uh, that one there. I lose my shit. I'd be like your fucking dog. <laughs> like I can't. So what would you do if the dog was just out, just out on his own, like without an owner in sight? Because that's what happened with him. When I found out who the owner was, <laughs> we would have a fucking conversation <laughs> because I'm outside too much for it not to bother me. Like most of the time, I don't give a fuck what people do. Whatever you want to do If it don't affect me negatively Do it That's fine But I have to be outside Too much to walk him For me not to be concerned About the fact that Y'all and y'all fucking dolls Just run all over the place And shit So now When I find out Who the owner is We will have a conversation Because This ain't your yard You need to have him On the leash There are leash laws Like It's not okay And every time I see Your dog off the leash I'm gonna get in your face About it That's gonna happen Because I can't I don't know how Because I know Kingston And I know 
For the most part, he's good natured when it comes to dogs, not people. But I, I just know that dogs are unpredictable as well. My dog included. I like to think I know him pretty well, but I don't know if he going to sniff something on this dog that he don't fucking like. I don't know how they whole little situation even works. Like how they decide whether or not they like each other or whatever the fuck. So I can't like foretell how this this little interaction is gonna go but if you come out with your dog on a fucking leash and they sniffing around and they decide they don't like each other we have some control over them right because we can pull mm -hmm. back your dog off the leash and i'm trying if i go down to try to break them up because if i ever get bit by somebody's fucking dog when i'm trying to keep them from mauling my dog oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> ugly so keep your dogs on leashes people that's my psa Especially if you living anywhere near where the fuck I am. That's what's up. All right. Hey, that was Red's, that was Red's rant. <laughs> I need to do a part of the show every week, just Red's rant. <laughs> Look. Don't I, forget about his dates, though. Let me just remind y'all about that shit. Why would you remind I'm people? I'm just saying I don't want nothing to forget. If y'all want to hear about his dates, and we can do dates. I don't know if you've had bad dates. I've had some bad dates. Again, nothing like what he has encountered. Oh, Lord. Um... Make sure that y'all either on the Facebook page, Twitter, the the website, Gmail, any way y'all need to get into contact with us to let us know that y'all want to see that shit so that I can relay the message to him. Because again, if I ask him, he going to tell me no, but he won't tell y'all no. So I love the people too much. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you, AC Blow, for joining us, man. Thank you for this having me, man. Thank y'all. Like this was fun. So now... When I say, I'm not even going to say my friend. I'm just going to refer to him as AC Blow because I'm sure I'm going to still be referring to conversations in the future that we've had. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so now y'all know who it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, anyway, y'all got anything else on your mind? No, I'm good. That's it. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.